You're now tuned in to the One Shot Podcast hosted by Vincent and John. This show contains movie spoilers, R-rated content, and Hollywood's hottest takes on movies old and new. Listen at your own risk. Welcome back to the One Shot Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Vincent. And I'm Johnny. Welcome back to the show. Uh, it's great to be back in the studio again for another episode. And uh, we have a really great movie for you guys and a fantastic guest. So, yeah. how was everybody's morning? <laughs> I had to get up early. <laughs> first for me. So, so we, have a, we have a great guest with us today. Um, he's actually in a different time zone. He's an hour behind us. Mm -hmm. So it's 1030 for him. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, which I realized <laughs> when, when we started, when we talked the other night, mm -hmm. he was like, he was like, Oh, it's almost one o'clock. I looked down at my clock. I'm like, it's two o'clock. Yeah. And then I go, <laughs> Oh shit. You're going to have to wake up earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so where are you from? Let everybody know. Well, for those who are watching, of course, I'm from the great city of Chicago. Isn't and isn't Chicago the windy city or is that? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's the windy okay. city. Yeah, the windy city. That's awesome. The one Smart. that's been talked about how it's violent, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that. No need to bring um, it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, he was he was so interested in being on. He was he was actually a fan first, and then he he messaged me and he was like, "Let's let's get something. Let's let's get this rolling." Yeah. So, um, another fan to be on the podcast, oh, which is it's cool. great. It's really cool. Exactly. Exactly. That's great to hear. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. my ESPN app just just went off. <laughs> it's my bad. Again, not prepared. I forgot to turn <laughs> for the third time, dude. <laughs> this this man starts the episode, doesn't hit record. Well, first off, doesn't turn my mic on. <laughs> then doesn't no, hit record. I, I thought I had your mic on. Yeah. It was just the wrong mic. Yeah. Then he doesn't I hit record, and then we start. I look back and it's not even recording. <laughs> just a at great, point, great start to the episode. At uh, this point, he just needs to make a blooper reel of all the mistakes. He's yeah, made. I think so. That'd be perfect. <laughs> well, I think we have a blooper reel for one of the episodes. <laughs> uh, it was funny. That was oh, so funny. God. <laughs> um, but today's movie is an not even that old. No, but like really. it's it's fourteen years old. Yeah. Um, so pretty old, mm -hmm. if you really think about it. And it is Gran Torino. This is a really great movie. I think it's very underrated. Um, and it's a slow burn. I I do have to say that it is a slow burn. But it's satisfying though. Yeah. Oh, it's super completely satisfying. Completely satisfying. So I think it's totally worth the watch. Yeah. Um, for me, I absolutely love this movie. Um, I watched it for the first time last year. And I instantly fell in love with it. So I'm super glad that we're finally doing this movie. Yeah. So. And this movie is rated R, has a runtime of an hour and 56 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it was released December 9th, 2008. You're not going to say anything about your birthday on that one? Every it, time we bring up close, every <laughs> It's close to my birthday, 11 days. Every time we bring up Every time we bring up December, John always brings up his birthday. Yeah, it's December 20th. <laughs> Uh, He's like, I'm the important one. Oh, of course. So, you know, <laughs> naturally, we've reviewed, I think, three movies that came out near my birthday. Yeah, what? No Way, no way uh, Home. No Way Home. Was I it Spider-Verse? Uh, no, Spider-Verse I thought was in July. I could be wrong. Oceans? No, Spider-Verse came out in, like, December. Of <clears throat> so maybe it was. Yeah, I think it, it was Spider-Verse. Yeah. I think it was the two Spider-Man <laughs> movies. Maybe it was. Because we had Gabe on. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, December 14th, mm -hmm. Spider-Verse. Okay, cool. That's interesting. Can you, can you turn my headphones off a bit? Yeah, sure. No problem. Stop the podcast. Right. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, I don't know. If, did you say this right, that it's that it was released by Warner Brothers? I did not. Okay. So, there you go. It was released uh, by Warner which Brothers. Which, <laughs> if you guys know, Warner Brothers is kind of banking on, on the new movie Don't Worry Darling to... Do really good because if it doesn't, really. Uh, oh no, no, is it? Don't worry, darling. No, what movie are they? Because I heard Don't Worry, Darling flopped. Yeah, like did. I heard it was really bad. Oh, Black Adam. That's what they're. That's what they're betting on to to save Warner Brothers. Pretty well, much. That's because they're pretty much bankrupt. Now. Oh yeah, they have no money. They're they're done. 
and plus they're milking the fuck out of the rock, so they're just hoping that you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's that's a whole other subject for another time. Yeah, <laughs> the rock, uh, Dwayne, good old Dwayne, good old Mister Eyebrow. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think. I mean, I'll see the movie, but I'm not going to see it in theaters. What, Black, Black Adam? Adam? Yeah. I don't know. Same with The Flash. Yeah. Those two. Or Flashpoint, whatever you want to technically call it. Too far gone for me at this point. I'm not going to waste my time or my money going to the theater to see right. it. But I'll, you know, I'll find it. You'll somewhere. indulge yourself in it. Yeah. Somewhere. So, I want to talk about this movie now. Yeah. Uh, Grand Torino. I want to hop right into it. Um,. And we'll go with, start with the plot. I actually haven't read the plot in a few episodes, so if that's all right, I will take it away, John. Feel free. Okay. Gives me time to wake up and drink my coffee. Yeah, because I'm sure you literally woke up what forty minutes ago. About an hour ago. Yeah. About so an hour. You take like nine hours to wake up. So. All right. All right. Anyway. Take it easy. Uh, retired auto <laughs> Sorry, worker. you just made Chris almost spit <laughs> out his water. I didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, to the plot of this film, retired auto worker and Korean war vet Walt Kowalski, uh, or Clint Eastwood, um, fills emptiness in his life with beer and home repair, despising the many Asian, Latino, and black families in his neighborhood. Um, and that, that's pretty much exactly all he does. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Walt becomes reluct- a reluctant hero while... When he stands up to the gangbangers to try to force an Asian teen to steal Walt's uh, Grand Torino. And an unlikely friendship develops between Walt and this teen. And uh, he also learns that he has more in common with his neighbors than he initially thought. I think that, that sums it that, up very well, actually. That, that really does. Yeah. So. Um, so what did you think of this plot, Chris? I think it does fit well, too, because... The, like the whole movie we get familiar with Walt from being this xenophobic, just kind of like asshole to his neighbors to being like, okay, I can kind of deal with you guys now because you basically the same, but different like worlds, I guess you can say. Right. So, so it was a, it was a good little like twist in the story where he's like, not, he's not an asshole through and through, but he's like, okay, I can kind of lean back. So right. It's it's a, it's a really interesting plot, but you do have a point. It does have points where it's like just drags down. So Yeah, it's, like it's I think okay. I think the whole beginning was <laughs> was very good, but also very long. Yeah. No, like yeah. I understand that they want to like make us feel for the character. Right. And how like okay, he lost his wife and his family kind of sucks. Yeah. Um but I feel like it kind of just took a little too long. I don't think the the funeral scene was too long. No, no. I think that was appropriate, but just getting to okay, now um Toad and Walt like yeah. actually meeting and talking for the first time, it, I feel like that just took too long. Yeah. Um I I I think I have to agree with you there cuz you know, it takes a while after he tries to steal the car. Yeah. for them to actually kind of jump into this well they have that whole barbecue and that takes up a good amount of screen time right so i just feel like the pacing was one of my really only pretty much my only gripe with this entire film right for the most part um other than that yeah it was really good just the pacing of it was my main issue i think i think for that barbecue scene alone i don't know i guess i was thinking way too in like into it but i guess the reason why they shot that shot alone was they wanted to make you feel like you're in walt's shoes they wanted you to make you feel like, I don't know these people. Yeah. Right. Like, they're just, they're like out of worldly and I don't know who they are. So, I mean, I guess watching that scene alone, it was something sp- like interesting to see from Walt's perspective, because when we see these people, they're like cutting up chickens and they're just, they're rolling like, I guess, animal bones or something. I don't even know and what it, that was. It, to like be it makes you, like it makes you look into Walt's shoes because Walt's very xenophobic. Yeah. So yeah. he's gonna sit there and say something. He's like, oh, I don't like y'all. But y'all are weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly. And, yeah. and and he did. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then like you see a transition later on where he's like he doesn't see them as barbaric. It just kind of cuts to them being more like human is the best way to put it. Yeah. Right. That's true. And then they're just piling food on his plate. Yeah. <laughs> God, <laughs> yeah. That was so great. <laughs> it's he's like, like I don't want it's, any more stuff. But like but like the thing is with anybody anybody that 
that's Italian with their grandmother. Mm-hmm. That's literally it's what the they exact do. Same thing. It's like you look skinny, eat. It's like grandma, I'm fucking three hundred pounds. Yeah. Like stop giving me food. And then they'll be like, oh, you, well, you look a little chunky. You should you, go on a diet. Yeah. And then the next time they see like, you, like grandma, you've been feeding me this food. I know. And then the next time they'll see you, you gotta eat. You look yeah. too skinny. <laughs> Come on, you, you dude! It's like the guilt trip. They'll be like having a gun to your head and being like, "You I know, take yeah." Food. It's, it's like, ridiculous. I just said I didn't want <laughs> That's how it was it's growing like, up, man. It's like those TikTok memes. It's like my my boyfriend says he doesn't love me anymore. No, I said we have coffee at home. <laughs> exactly, man. Oh, oh god. My grandson says he doesn't love me anymore. No, grandma, I'm full. <laughs> Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) So with a great plot comes a great cast. And who is our main guy here? We have Mr. Clint Eastwood as Walter Walt Kowalski. Or Wally. Isn't that what she called (laughs) him? Yeah, she does call him Wally. Yeah. He doesn't like that, though. No. He he just goes, don't call me Wally. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Dude, there is so many, so many bits of this movie where I just like gave out like a little chuckle. Oh my god, this movie, despite this being like a kind of serious film, it's, it is so fucking funny. Yeah, heavily he racist. Has colorful though. language. Oh. Gonna put yeah. that out there in, in in for this episode. It is very heavily <laughs> racist. Oh, uh, absurd! It is really bad, but yeah. like, Walt is just a very funny character. Like, oh he yeah, just, he just says whatever yeah. is on his mind. Yeah, and some things are like some things are really really bad and racist but like there's little bits that are fucking hilarious oh, yeah. that aren't racist <laughs> oh yeah you know <laughs> yeah, dude there's not like one moment where I go by where I'm like okay he's gonna be tame now and then immediately yeah. he just goes up yeah. to somebody just spouts racial profanity yeah, I'm like so oh okay you're not done yet dude yeah. the one scene with the with the uh, the black guys on the street when he meets <laughs> when oh he, my like, god so for the first time <laughs> oh my dude, god even the I sister she was pretty bad too She's like, oh, uh, you're going to hit me, and that's going to make the stereotype even more real. Oh, uh, yeah. I was like, oh, God. That is, that is rough. God. Oh, Such God. a fucked up moment. Uh, well, <laughs> Mr. Clint Eastwood is known Man. for the Dollar Trilogy uh, from 1964 to 1966, Dirty Harry, Unforgiven, Million Dollar Baby, and The Mule, which came out in 2018. You know, I was really excited to see The Mule. And I actually for- totally forgot about it. Um, you never watched it? No, have I you? I didn't either, no. Chris, did you see, see that at all? Isn't the mule about, like, some... There's, like, some guy who he, transports he's like, drugs he, across Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, he's, like, a drug trafficker he's or drug something. mule. Yeah, he's a drug oh, mule. Oh, I, I didn't... Except he doesn't stick I him was, up his ass. <laughs> I was 50-50 <laughs> on watching it, because I didn't... I heard it was okay, but then I hear people saying it's shit, so... I heard, I heard something along those lines, too. Like, it was either, it was either shit or decent. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was... mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it looks like an interesting movie, but I didn't want to take up the face value and be like, "Oh, it's a good movie," and then come out. Yeah, so uh, Clint Eastwood in the Mule, man is in his eighties, late late eighties, and looks old as shit. But you know, I give him all the props in the world. Seriously. This man is absolutely fantastic. Gotta say, still. good for him for acting at this <clears throat> this old of an age. Yeah, seriously, no, I would agree. Um, it's crazy to think that you know, like somebody this old, like but most of the time, people at this age, they're retired, they're done, they're they're yeah. not working anymore, they're barely even moving at that yeah. age. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, I give him a lot of props. Give here. him the utmost credit. But uh, up next, we have Christopher Carley as Father Janovich, and he's kind of an interesting character within this film. Um, kind of annoying at first. Oh I'll my god! Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Quite Every time annoying. I saw him show up at Walt's house, I'm like, "Go away!" Yeah. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants you here. Yeah. I was like, "Get, go away." Yeah. It was funny Get during the, the, during the preview. It was funny seeing your just like reaction every time he came in because I yeah. would just sit there and be like, okay, he came back. And meanwhile, Vincent's like, get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, was that the first time you, that you've ever seen this? Or have yeah, you seen it before? Yeah, no, this is the first time I've ever really? seen it. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. I like um, that. But yeah, Christopher Carley, uh, he plays Father Janovich, and he is known for Line for Lambs from 2007. Uh, he's also in Garden State 
from 2004 and Row from 2012. None of which I've seen. Nope. Um, I don't know. I have a problem with this character, but we're going to get to it once we once we get down the line. Okay. Interesting. And Chris, who do we have up next? We have B. Vang as Tao, known for, and I'm probably going to butcher this, Co-Misery from 2020, Boiler Club from 2020, and that just about does it. Obviously, Gran Torino, as we all know. Yeah. I didn't watch any of these movies. I had to look up, I think, Boy Luck Club, and apparently that's a fairly recent movie. It's about... I mean, 2020, yeah. Yeah. I mean, both of these. I mean, because, again, these are all unknown actors except for Eastwood himself. But when I found out that he made... Because apparently Boys Luck Club is something along the lines of, like, a bunch of gay guys on a Zoom call during quarantine, from what I understand. Really? yeah, I mean, I didn't okay. take the time to look into it, but that's what the uh, the bio said on IMDb. Interesting. Right. Okay. Um, who is up next? Uh, this is not gonna be good. Um, um, Annie her as Sue. I say Annie. 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 Yeah. Annie her as Sue. She is known for Nightclub, Comfort Girl, and Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Hmm. What? What did she play in Batman v Superman? Uh, Actually, I can't even say that because I've never mm-hmm. seen Batman v Superman. She apparently I had to look. I had to do. I wanted to look this up because I was like, where the fuck was she in the movie? Yeah. Apparently, she played. Uh, there's a scene where, uh, she, yeah, like pretty much Gotham PD is looking for a, like I believe a bunch of missing prostitutes, and she actually plays one of the prostitutes that's telling the officer, "Don't look up." Batman's right fucking there. So. <laughs> it's like a single. It's like literally a single scene. Damn. So, I mean, I'm just hey. like, why would you still act it? But at least she got a line in Batman yeah. v Superman. Yeah, it was alright. That's though. cool though. Yeah, good for her. That's True. exciting. John, who's up next? Uh, up next is Duamoa. Duamoa as Spider, um, and he is known for Mulan, Gran Torino, obviously. Uh. Criminal Minds, Beyond Borders, and Veep. <laughs> Not Jeep. Veep. From 2017. It's crazy. So, you know, that, there, there was so much laughter in this room, I just actually couldn't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, with this cast, do we like the cast? Is there anybody that we would want to recast? I want to recast uh, Father Jankovich. Okay. <laughs> he is way too young. Every time Walt would at, offer him a drink, I'd be like, "No, you're 12. You can't drink." Like he literally <laughs> looked like he was like 18 years old, like fresh off, fresh out of high school. Yeah. I just didn't like it. I just wish they had Somebody someone like a little to bit closer to his age. Not even like closer 40s, to 50s? his. Maybe like 50s. Okay. It would. Yeah, I, it would make sense too. Cause I mean, like in the movie, he like well, his actor is like thirty something, right? Yeah, we so we just, did math last weird. night. His actor, he he is thirty while filming this movie. Yeah. So he, he uh, what's his name? Eastwood still has a whole lifetime. Eastwood was like seventy <laughs> while him. filming this movie. Yeah, exactly. He's got a whole. Lifetime he should have been him. the pastor, bro. Yeah. Well, I just <laughs> wish. I also think if it was like an older, older, uh actor it would have given a little bit more feeling because maybe that actor knows what walt's going through maybe he's been through some of this stuff yeah not like but he clearly says that he hasn't been through any of that war stuff right so all he knows is life and not the death yeah i just think they state that i just don't like how young he is because every time walt's like you want a beer or something like that like it's just it's like no you're too young that's that's the first (laughs) so it was just a little Eh, to me it was awkward yeah okay. it like and i feel like a lot of people thought that too it's like you shouldn't be drinking like you're not <laughs> old enough yeah like, i That's think valid. the only scene i like with with john with um father Jonovich is like when um because of course he promises his wife or he basically promises his wife that like oh watch over walt and then walt's in the bar telling a racist joke yeah and then yeah no <laughs> and then walt's like you want a beer? And then immediately Jonovich is like, I'll have a water. He's like, don't be a pussy. And he's like, yeah. fine. And then Tonic, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like, dude, Jesus Christ. Oh, no. God. That is so fucking funny. That scene was pretty good, too. I liked it. Yeah. Do you have any uh, 
Chris, do you have any recasts or anything you'd like to say about these characters? Uh, I think the only person that, I mean, I wouldn't say recast, but I would want like this particular person to do more like an actual like acting acting instead of like bullshitting it is um, Tao's actor. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Because I totally agree with that. It was because, because we talked about this yesterday, like at, near the end of the food, like the movie where, um, of course, Walt locks Tao in the basement. And Tao's like banging and screaming, but he's he doesn't even show any emotion. Yeah. He's, he's sitting there like, like, oh no, help. Like, yeah. He's like, Walt, Walt, don't, don't leave me in here. It's like, you can even see a yeah. smile on that fucker's face. I'm like, dude, give us emotion. What? Yeah. You, what the and fuck I even doing? said too at the end where he goes to the crime scene, mm-hmm. he's like, not even like Emotional. putting two and two together. Yeah. Cause you would think you would like, you would think you would see, you know, all these guys lined up, them carrying a body away. You kind of put it put two and two what? together, Tao. Come yeah. on. Yeah. It, it, it was, it was, it, it was ridiculous. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really care cause it was kind of funny just seeing him like pull this like weird stunt where he's just trying not to show. Oh, we lost you. You're frozen too, John. Me? Yeah. I can't hear him either. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Wi-Fi literally just went out. Love technical difficulties. Yeah, Hold stuck, on. Maybe we'll get him here. back. Don't. No. Oh, oh, oh. He's back. <laughs> okay. There we go. Now we're, now we're good. What your, happened? Your internet connection is unstable. We, you froze. We were what? Tra- we, were trying to, we were trying to get you to... To pause for a minute, but that's all right. We're we're good now. So, <sighs> he just went on a rant. <laughs> I fucking yeah. I mean, all I said was that you know, if if they gave him more like time to act out the scene, just just actually put in emotion. Yeah, that's, that's it. valid. I I, I would have liked that too. Yeah, I mean, the first entire <laughs> half of this film, dude, just isn't acting at all. He's just sitting there or standing. Yeah, dude doesn't. Barely sitting there like with his head lines. down or doing something with his head down. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I don't. I don't love it. Yeah, to no. be honest. So, um, but yeah, I think I I agree with I agree with Chris on on, on the Tao bit, but also I would like to recast, uh, you know, Father what Janovich? Yeah, Janovich. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So since we went through the cast, um, who is our director of this film? Our director, you may have heard of him. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's Clint Eastwood. Really? Yeah, I don't man know. Of have many you, talents. Have you heard of him? No. Yeah. Uh, clearly, he's a man of many talents. Uh, has some director history or experience. Yeah, he's directed a couple films, including Sudden Impact, Million Dollar Baby, which he also starred in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know this small little film, Gran Torino. Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no. And Sully. Is that the is that the plain one with uh yeah. Tom Hanks? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. It's a good one too. Yeah. There was another solid. there was another movie like that. Yeah, it was I called know. what is it? It was like Flight? Um something. Who was uh Denzel was the Denzel Washington? Yeah, he was the pilot. Shit. I know we were talking about I think about it was like called Flight. I don't know, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm and the thing up. is like he was hammered when he landed that like fucked up plane hammered i don't even know completely gone you. no idea yeah but, i think it's uh, called flight i'm gonna look yeah it, it is yeah okay cool. yeah i like that one i did yeah yeah okay um, um so there really are no visual effects in this yeah i mean granted this is from 2008 and the the movie just kind of doesn't call for it yeah and so. i think i think even the gunshots were practical, you know. They could put it, like the vest that has the explo, you know. They they could do that. So I think, because yeah. to me that's what it looked like. It looked like they didn't want to do any visual effects or special effects. It all they wanted it all to be practical. Yeah, that's true. And maybe it just wasn't within their. <coughs> maybe it just wasn't within their budget. I mean, maybe they yeah. they didn't put money aside for those. Kind yeah, of because effects. I, I feel like. <clears throat> I feel like Eastwood wouldn't want that. Yeah, and maybe back then it was just too expensive compared it's to possible, now. Anybody yeah. could do it for nothing. You know yeah. what I mean? 
But in 2008, maybe it was a little harder to come by. We don't know. It's but possible. Maybe that, Or maybe that was just his vision for this film, that he wanted it to be practical. Who yeah. knows? Who knows what they did? Um, but now we get to jump into the my favorite part of this, uh, of our episodes, our cinematography. So, Chris, we'll let you take the floor with any cinematography that you want to mention. I think the only thing I can mention, because it's something that I noticed, and plus my brain was kind of out there late at night <laughs> so so i do notice that there are a lot of wide shots so of course the first one that we noticed right away is the church scene with of course wife's walt um white like her procession <laughs> wife's <And> walt. <laughs> i couldn't i was about to say something else wife's walt <laughs> my brain's fucked up anyway it's <laughs> so it's wife's Wow! Oh my god! <laughs> god damn it! Okay, it's Walter's. Holy shit! Never mind. I'm gonna just say his wife's. You know, procession. You see a wide shot of like the pews and then yeah. the, the altar, but we also get his um his shot of the house. So of course him mowing the lawn, and um could have sworn there was another one, but I don't know if it was. I believe it was like a panning shot too at the end when he gets gunned down by the of course the gang mm-hmm. but i don't know if that's an also a wide shot but mm-hmm. well they had another wide shot like right before while he's going through everything you know mowing the lawn again mm. like same literally same shot yeah didn't they add like isn't it just the same shot but it's just like the 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 Hmong like community giving him food after like the whole fight yeah I yeah, yeah I, I wrote that one in here as well um yeah, I said when Walt was, when Jesus, when Walt is mowing the lawn, they have like they they're real close up on the lawnmower, and mm-hmm. then it kind of just like backs up and tilts up towards Walt. Yeah, and then yeah. You just, it kind of like keeps backing up, and you see all these um, the people walking in with the food, and uh, it's it's a really nice shot. The yeah. whole like sequence with that is really really beautiful. I really enjoyed that. So yeah, so first of all, there's a shit ton of jump cuts in this movie. Yeah. But but jump cuts are literally the norm now. Yeah. I mean, you don't transition anymore. There were some transitions. They use a lot of dissolves, but it was kind of in that montage in the yeah. middle of the film. Um, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it was mainly just jump cuts. But, so. Because literally, jump cuts are the norm now. Yeah. You're not going to see like a transition or a wipe or a fade. You may see a fade here and there. Yeah. But you're not going to see, you know, a wipe or anything like that. It's always, majority of the time, it's just always going to be a jump cut. The only time you see anything like that is in, like, Star, Star Wars, Wars nowadays, yeah. so. Yeah. That's really it. Or these, like, I don't know, sci-fi-esque kind of movies because they take from Star Wars. Yeah. So, that's that's really it in terms of that. Yeah. Um, there was one scene that I enjoyed a lot, uh, the cinematography for that. It was the fight scene where he's trying to get, ta- where Spider's trying to get Tao to... Yeah come out and, and join the gang and I thought it was so cool because it was kind of like the same kind of feeling as in the Knives Out episode where where uh Ryan Johnson breaks the, the steady cam. yeah because it was <laughs> just, just chaos yeah it was literally just all over the place and even they they did it on multiple cameras too yeah. which was really really good and I, I really enjoyed that a lot because uh, you know it's jumping all over the place and the camera's shaking, and it really, yeah. it really puts that feeling into it. Like, oh, this person's actually like seeing this or being a part of this. Like, it's kind of like putting you into their place. Yeah, which which I really enjoyed. It made and, you feel it. It made you like feel like you're there. Right. Which and, is which is cool. And when movies do that, you know, it it kind of pulls you in more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, no, I just I, I just really really enjoyed that. I love when I love when movies pay attention to details like that and like do stuff like that that gives the the audience a little more perspective and more feeling to to the the actual scene. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that shot and that entire like sequence was really really well thought out. Yeah. Um by Clint Eastwood if that was him that had the idea for that right. shot it um but it was just awesome, and it really makes the audience feel like, oh, like I'm actually kind of, yeah, I'm in it because it's just chaos. So, yeah, I thought that was really awesome. Yeah. Um. Oh, okay. I have one more here mm-hmm. at the bottom. Sorry, I, 
I thought you had another, but I, I did. But um, I'll let you go. Okay. When uh, Tao, sorry, when Tao starts to work for Walt, they have this really nice shot of Walt on the porch. It's kind of like for his first day. Yeah. When he comes up, um, and it, it's kind of like this high-low concept that looks really, really nice. You kind of see Tao's head in the bottom left of the screen, but then Walt is kind of towering over him, um, because he's on the porch, and it's kind of it's like a, like a power complex kind of thing. Yeah, a little bit. It shows bit. that. Walt has the power in the scene, and not just that, but they they follow, um, what's his name, Walt and Tao as they walk to the steps of the porch. Right. I don't know if it was on a um, like jib. Maybe it was a jib, or maybe they had it on one of those um, what the like hell is the, it called? The, the rolly thing. Yeah, yeah, I know. I exactly can't what remember you're what it's about. called. Um, but for those of you who don't, who don't know, a jib Isn't is one of those. Isn't it a dolly? Isn't it just yes, called a dolly? Yeah, sorry, it's a dolly. Yeah. That would. That makes so so much more sense. Because one of the camera moves is called a dolly. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, dolly exactly. in, dolly out. Uh, but yeah, for those of you who don't know, a jib camera is one of those cameras that's on a big arm. It's literally just on a crane, pretty much. Yeah, that's all it is, and you can move it manually. And it, that's how most shots are done these days, and it just looks. I'm actually so, starting to so work so nice. with the jib in one of my classes. Yeah, no, you really told me cool. about that. Really which cool, is, which is really exciting. So. Jibs are fucking expensive as shit. Yeah, they're don't cool as shit. <laughs> but it's so scary to work with. I'm not yeah. even kidding, because like I'm like I'm like doing it. And I'm like, don't fuck up, don't fuck up, don't fuck up, <laughs> don't drop the camera. And like, and one of one of my professors is like, go lower, go lower, go low. I'm like, dude, you're gonna make me break this fucking thing. <laughs> don't stop it. I'm trying to work it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But, like, he had it, like, almost, he had me do it almost fucking. On ground level? Yeah. That's and it's, scary. it's scary. Yeah. No, I bet. <laughs> but, yeah. So that's my class story. Gotcha. And then uh, you said you had one more yeah. cinematography? Um, th- I had actually two, but yeah. we, I, I, I can only do one. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. Um, the scene after Walt saves, you know, after the fight. And all the all the Hmong people are, are coming over, bringing him food, bringing him flowers. He opens the door, and you see the camera, like, pan down. And yeah. then you see him stare at the food, and he's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he, go, he like, walks over to it a little bit. And then, and then immediately as he goes to, like, grab it, jump cut right to him throwing everything away and i thought that I was so uh, funny yeah him throwing the flowers in the garbage yeah. and then he comes out and there's more people there. yeah he's like just, oh fuck he's, he's like, just no, like no more stop yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing that i really enjoyed it's not really cinematography or anything like that it's kind of just story um and the way that he developed with like okay i don't want anybody even on my property to okay you can come in my house and put this food in my house yeah, yeah, the character development, so his development was insane. insane. I thought it was really, really well thought out and really well done. Oh, yeah, I loved um, it. The way his character develops from, like, okay, I hate this certain kind of people to, oh, yeah. like, we're, like, best friends. Yeah. I thought it was really, really well done. So, I, I really enjoyed his character development yeah, and everything. That, for me, that was kind of one of my favorite parts or aspects of this movie was kind of just watching his development slowly, you know, change throughout this entire movie, so... That was that's my perspective. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his character development in this movie w- was great. And, and honestly, I loved seeing it. <clears throat> I'm going to be completely honest. This uh, I love seeing him change and hi- him and Tao actually start becoming friends. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was very, very heartwarming and very kind of like emotional and sweet at the same time, yeah. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, and, and with that, I feel like... It was kind of cool because they they kind of make him connect more to these people rather than his own family over right. time. And he kind of he says that he's like, "Yeah, I have more in common with them than I do my own family." Right. Which is mind blowing, but you know, it is what it is. It's funny so. too because like I I saw it as Walt well, being a surrogate father because if you if you remember when um when Sue when Sue's sitting down with Walt. Mm-hmm. Sue's kind of telling him, "Oh yeah, we had a father, but he was old school and he wasn't around with us as much." Yeah, and Walt right. just comes in like, "Yeah, I'm old school too. I don't fuck around." And it's that 
it's that weird can like even though it's you guys are from different paths of life it's still the fact that he acts more of a surrogate father than anything else yeah that, and that's what i loved about it i'm like he may not be your dad but he acts kind of like your dad so so it's, it's he's your dad good yeah <laughs> exactly just not the same yeah <laughs> pretty much uh do we have any other cinematography things or do we want to jump right into some music do you have anything else to say chris no no we can just kind of shimmy on over to music all right cool i know you had a couple things here in music so i'll let you take it away yeah go ahead so one noticeable thing that i kind of heard here from the movie is uh the use of military drums in the back but it's only when it's conflict so of course when when the Hmong fight breaks out and he's just sitting there with his m1 garand just pointing it at the Hmong at the <laughs> Hmong gangbangers the second altercation where we hear these drums is when uh sue's being harassed by the three wannabe you know thugs and then the last one is when walt has like the showdown you just hear like the subtle like military taps playing in the back and that's something that i appreciate because it's it's a it's kind of like a cue where it's like oh shit stuff's about to go down he's about to go from cranky ass old man to korean war veteran mode in a snap it's just it's so great korean war badass yeah (laughs) exactly i thought that was awesome um and but so again there's not much music except for the military drums but there is a song that's put into the credits but it's also subtly placed into the film here and there it's the song is literally called gran torino which was written by uh jamie cullum if i'm saying his name right and then vocals by clint eastwood himself so it, it's a really it's a really sweet song too with the lyrics because it makes it like i guess a, like a how do you say it? it's a very well like a very somber song because of course it's the whole movie's about his car right and he's yeah man so it's just it's that it's that level of just like sentimental value and just kind of like somberness that hits a different level yeah about it. well for me when i saw when i saw this like movie or like so I had to look it up on, you know, a a good old website. And the first the first thing that they show is Clint Eastwood holding a gun and his Gran Torino's behind him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never knew what the <clears throat> hell this was about. This movie was about. Yeah. No, that, that's valid. I didn't either. And <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a great fucking action movie. This is gonna be great. It's gonna be a great movie. Fucking! I start watching. It, I'm like, there's no action in it. Yeah. I'm like, there's <laughs> barely anything in it. Yeah. No, that that's valid. Mildly disappointed, but also really enjoyed it. Well, it, the, I think you enjoyed it because it was still a solid oh, film, yeah. despite what you thought it was going to be. Oh yeah. So, it just wasn't that action adventure type that you really like. Speaking so. of the genre of this film, we actually forgot to mention it in the beginning. Oh, okay. So this is a drama slash thriller. Okay. For everybody. I would agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to actually move into some acting right now. Okay. Um, Chris, I see you have something here for acting, so why don't you go ahead? Yeah, so, I mean, I think I noticed it a lot because I've, I've, uh, I've watched movies with Clint Eastwood before, more specifically with, like, the Dollar Trilogy series, and he always puts on, like this quiet yet like very pissed off tough guy persona like in real life he's a nice guy from like interviews and everything mm-hmm. when you see him in these movies he just goes like what the fuck do you want like why are you bothering me <laughs> it's just it's it's so interesting like even though it's kind of played out because you know he's an old man and it's kind of like okay we've seen the tough guy persona before yeah something about him doing it like a, like a tough guy persona in like certain movies it's like honestly, right, right, terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would like imagine, imagine, imagine just kind of like walking down the street and you see this fucking eighty-five-year-old man just giving you the pissed-off look. Yeah. And just having this gravelly voice, you'd be terrified. Yeah. And lie. I think that's. And then like. even if he just went like this. Yeah, that's the fucking weird part. He'll just sit there and be like, "Bang, bang." <laughs> it's yeah. like, what the fuck are you doing, old man? Honestly, get away though, from me. it's kind of strange. You kind of think he's a little uh, loopy, a little, little loony. 
Um, that's what I liked about it. But yeah. it's kind of it's comedic, but like super serious at the same time. It, so like yeah. it worked really well. Yeah, so his acting in this part. was very very good. There no, are a few I bits, agree. you know, which due to his age look didn't look that great. One like scene after Sue gets beat beat up, you know, he goes home. He starts punching his cabinets. With his age, you he can't throw a full on punch. No. Yeah. At, at a cabinet, like a prop <laughs> cabinet, like it just looked, looked very. It looked very mid. Bad. <laughs> no, not even mid. I have to say bad. Okay. Your, your reaction to it was hilarious because, like, as the as the scene goes on, you're like, "That's a weak ass punch." I'm yeah. like, "He's 85. Yeah. He's 87. Like, what? You're well, not so, gonna expect him to throw a heavyweight punch." Yeah. <laughs> so when he punched it, like, he punched and then he hit the cabinet, and then it looked like he like pushed and broke it. Yeah. It was just kind of l- little it was bad. Kind of bold. Yeah. Little bad. Yeah. All right. That's but fair. that's due to his age. I'm not, you know. Putting that under acting, that's just due to his age. Right. So we just know that you hate old people now, so that's good to know. <laughs> Whoa! So. Vincent hates old people confirmed? Yep. John says he doesn't want to want to do the podcast with any, no, me anymore. I don't want someone who's anti-old people. An- Anti-elder. <laughs> Damn. Not good. We're done here. Good night. You're done. <laughs> John actually just starts playing an outro. Jesus Christ! Wow, we're in the middle of the podcast. It's on Do Not Disturb. I can't believe you right now. It's on Do Not Disturb. Ridiculous! It's Joe. Joe. Are you fucking kidding me? Mm -hmm. Call him back. (laughs) Call him back. My phone's on Do Not Disturb as well. What an asshole! Oh Jesus Christ! So anyway, uh, we can move on here. Um, <laughs> the script and, and improv, there's really not too much there. We just really just wrote who wrote the screenplay. Um, it was done by Nick Sh- uh, Shenick. Is that? I think it's a Shank. Shank or Shenick? I'm not sure. Okay. And uh, the story was being created by Dave Johansson, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sounds about right. Um, and that was really it. There's really not much else no. to talk about. That. I think the script yeah. was done well. Um, script was the lines were fucking great. Script was good. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, this whole script I thought was pretty solid. It was so. it was really good. Even yeah. the part you know, even like the the parts where you know Walt's actually about to tell his you know son what's going on with him, and then mm-hmm. he goes, you know what? No, he's busy. Never mind. You know that was that was really well. Done I just too. I, I thought seen a lot. <clears throat> I thought that was very, very good. And, you know, we see he's got something wrong, of course. Yeah. I mean, bro is bleeding from yeah. the mouth. So. Oh, yeah. Um, but I thought that was very, very good. And, like, there there were very, like, there are little bits of this and, like, little one-liners that, that were very, very good. And, and I think were, <laughs> were funny that were um, well done and, and it did help you know, move the story. Mm. Um, that's pretty much it for the script, though. That's all I gotta yeah. say. No, I think some of these one-liners were fucking super racist. Oh, but like, yeah. Other <laughs> ones were, like, fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Like, his comebacks in this movie were so good. <laughs> there, were, there were so many great quotes that just came out of, like, Clint Eastwood's character alone. Yeah. Like, literally, yeah. on the IMDb, it's just a bunch of, like, racist jokes. It's oh, just, yeah. Fuck. But, you know uh, that that was his character, and it was done beautifully. So yeah. I have no complaints exactly. about that. Um, but we now actually... we're gonna jump into <clears throat> mistakes. John, do you have any mistakes? Did you find any? Um, actually, yes, I had one in here. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I only had one. Sorry, I thought I had more than that, but no, only one. Um, when Walt is in Tao's house for the barbecue, he's in the basement, and you know he fixes that wobbly dryer. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually puts his beer on the washer next right. to it, and then he walks away. But in the the like oncoming, sorry, the the next shot, <sighs> it shows <laughs> him with the beer again. But right. it doesn't show him like pick it up. He walks away clearly without picking it up. Right. So it's a, yeah. It's like it's a, little a continuity. continuity thing. But it's simple. But I I noticed it. I had to put it back and rewatch it. Like okay, he clearly doesn't pick up the beer at all. Yeah. So. 
Chris? It is what it is. What do you got? This one's been pissing me off like the entirety of the movie, but apparently it's the scene when Walt's telling, trying to tell his son that he has cancer of some sort, and in the son's house, it's on the table apparently, you can visibly see a boom mic, and when I tried telling him, I'm like, bro, there's a boom mic on yeah, the table. Yeah, we, we were literally like... Did you find it? No, we were trying so I, hard to find it. I know, I saw this I was, too, I couldn't find it. I, I believe, because I, I said it was on the table, I was looking at the kitchen countertop, no boom mic, I noticed something gray and fuzzy on the side where like the apples were but i didn't i don't i didn't, I couldn't see it because it was you know like a small pixel yeah. so i mean i don't i don't know it it, it pissed me off for the entirety of the movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and then w- chris and i actually found this one together in the barbershop uh, yeah i know thanks <laughs> um so in the barbershop scene uh where he's trying to teach Tao to speak like like a man you know the barber puts on his whatever barbershop jacket, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. He zips it up halfway and then the camera cuts the towel leaving and then walking back in. And then uh, you see it's fully zipped up and then it cuts away from the barber again and then it's half zipped again. Oh, okay. so, I didn't even notice that. But yeah. I, I noticed he put on the jacket. I just yeah. didn't even think to look at the zipper. Yeah. So it was half and then almost full and then half again. Okay. And yeah. the reason I was able to tell is because I counted how many buttons I saw on the oh dude's shirt. <laughs> you always got it. You always got to look. Yeah, I didn't even think to look at that. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah. But. Um. Damn. And there's one more. Clint Eastwood actually looks directly at the camera when he's being fitted for a suit. When? What part of the? The end. That's at the end. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. I couldn't remember. And. If you really think about it, it's very quick, but I think he was like, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Exactly. I think it might have been something along those A lines. subtle nod. Yeah. It would have sufficed. <laughs> but yeah. That's pretty much all we have for mistakes. Um, You know, there are probably thousands and thousands yeah. of mistakes in, in all these movies, but you know, we just, we miss them. Yeah, I'm sure there were a few more that we just didn't see. Um, but if you guys oh, yeah. want more, you know, go check, go look it up online. I'm sure there's there's plenty of online sources that have them, but these yeah. are just ones that we noticed. So now the man with the only one that put Easter eggs on, take it away. So there's only two Easter eggs that were noticeable because why not? Walt's dog in the film is actually Clint Eastwood's dog. Uh, Holly, it's a Labrador. Thought it was a golden retriever, but I had to do a quick research, like Google search on that one. What and the second dog? one, the Labrador, <laughs> not a retriever this time. I made my mistake. There you go. <laughs> um, and the second one, I think is, I mean, it's not really like an Easter egg, but it's more of like something you'll notice right off the bat. Um, again, it's the scene. It's like it's the corner street where Sue's walking with Trey, who is played by um. Scott Eastwood, Clint Eastwood's son, and he's credited as, I think in the credits he's credited as Scott Reeves before the whole Scott Eastwood debacle because of his last name. So yeah, I never knew that guy was Clint Eastwood's son. I didn't either. Never. Yeah. Yeah. That actually just kind of blew my mind because he was in he was in Fast and Furious. He was in one of the Fast and Furious Mm -hmm. movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, That that's crazy i never knew that that was clint eastwood's son gotcha no i didn't know he's got, he, he's got the same like if you look at a like a back-to-back photo of like clint eastwood and then like his son you can tell right off the bat like he's got that same like yeah i mean now face. looking at it he kind of does have the same face it's wild that's actually so crazy <laughs> well you learn something new every day you know? yeah no, that is, that is, that's that what is they true. say that's what they say apparently but uh <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of it for Easter eggs. There's really yeah. not much else. There's, I mean, there's really not much. There were um, little things that I could relate to Marvel movies, but we're not going to do yeah. that today. No, not today. We actually <laughs> haven't mentioned much. No. So Just besides our previous episodes. Yeah, but, but that's, that's not a big yeah. deal. Uh, but now let's jump into some movie ratings that were on some websites. Uh, yep. To go with the first one, we have IMDb. started at an 8.1 out of 10. I think that's a pretty solid score. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes Good. is the exact same. It's an 81%. 8.1 is the same exact thing. And then Metacritic is actually a little bit more critical, hence the name, with a Thanks, 72. 
So really, really hit the nail on the head that there. That was the really only. That was the only outlier there. Yeah. Um, I think IMDb <clears throat> and Rotten Tomatoes are the closest to what I would give this movie. Yeah, I. Yeah, I would say yes, but also, I don't want to say how far I'd go down because honestly, that's been taking away from my final score. Yeah. So. I'm just going to say I disagree a little bit with a couple of them. Okay. Sure. And Chris, so, what about you? I don't know. I mean, the rating alone for these films, I mean, they're pretty accurate to the degree. I mean, yeah, the movie does have like a compelling story and everything, but it does have also have that slow burn factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, would, I wouldn't want to say I'm on the fence. So, I mean, it's... I, I personally like the fact that the rating is an 80-something percent, but Metacritic kind of I don't understand it. But I, I, I just like the way it is, honestly. I, I would rather keep the way it is for yeah. how the okay. story goes and how the performance is. Gotcha. Right. That's fair. Uh, now we're going to jump into uh, a part that I really like a lot. How much this movie made and what was its budget? You know, what was his overall earnings or on opening weekend yeah. and, you know, stuff like that. So the budget for this film was $25 million. Pretty solid. That's a big budget. No visual effects. I mean, no. maybe a little bit with the gunshots here and there, but, you know, that's <coughs> that's pretty much it. Um, Opening weekend didn't do so hot. Not at all. Didn't this do so hot. Really terrible opening weekend. Uh, $271,000. Yeah. That is terrible. That is really bad. That's probably up there with the least. Probably. Like the lowest grossing movie of all time. I would I wouldn't disagree <laughs> with that. But don't call it a comeback. This movie made it back and was up to 181 million dollars in the box yeah. office, which was fantastic because it started off so bad. Yeah. So I mean, it, re- it really did make a comeback yeah. and uh that's pretty much it. I mean, I can't yeah. really say much more about the budget. I think it was really impressive. So, I love it. Yeah. Um, there were f- uh, a few awards, but if you want some bonus content, uh, we'll get Chris back and we'll we'll record some bonus content yeah. for you guys. So, with that, we'll jump into our favorites and then we can, as you say, wrap it up and tie it with a bow. Wrap it up and tie it with a so, bow. We'll let you start first, Chris. What was your favorite scene and your favorite quote from this film? This one's probably going to get you guys canceled, so whoever's listening to this, I am so sorry. Um, favorite scene of all time, because it's I guess it's the most, like, not quoted. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's quoted, but it's also, like, one of the most, like, amazing pieces of cinema. It's the street altercation scene. <laughs> I, hold on. I just read John's. And remember when remember when we were watching it last night and I go, I'm gonna change my quote to that? Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what John wrote. <laughs> I think oh I just hyped it up too God. much. I love you, Chris, so and I, I think we should let so John good. go because go, we just, no, we just okay. made such a big deal out of this. Right. Also, so. don't don't pull out those icebreakers if you're not gonna give me one. There you go. <laughs> Jesus. There we Christ. go. Okay, so for me. My favorite uh, quote, I'll go with that first before my favorite scene. Uh, my favorite quote is from Walt. Uh, <laughs> this is when he's at the barbecue. Again, I really like that whole barbecue scene. It was a little slow-paced, but I really enjoyed it. Um, this is when Walt is talking to uh, Toad. He says, well, let's, sorry, let me give you a little more context. There's this girl in the basement that's been talking to, like, not actually, not even talking. She's looking, been looking at, at him. Toad, yeah. And Toad is kind of just oblivious. So Walt says, yeah, yum, yum. That's what he called the girl. Mm-hmm. He says, yeah, yum, yum. Yeah, nice girl. Nice girl. Very charming. I talked with her. Yeah, but you just let her walk out. You just, what the fuck? Oh, never mind. God, you're so dumb. I, sorry. <laughs> but you, you just let her walk out right out with the three stooges. And you know why? Because you're a big fat pussy. Well, I got to go. Good day, pussy cake. <laughs> no, it's just puss cake. Puss cake. Sorry. <laughs> Funny thing is, I put my quote in. Yeah. And then, and then that scene came up, and I told Chris, I go, I go, I'm gonna change my quote. 
<laughs> I read what you wrote, and it was just so funny. It's so good. I love oh it. Oh, my God. Because you're a big, fat <laughs> pussy. Well, I got to go. Good day, Good puss. day, puss cake. Love it. <laughs> Great. Anyway, we'll let, we'll let you finish yours, Chris. So, go like ahead, said, Chris. I'm gonna get this. So this scene, for context as well, is when um, uh, the Hmong community breaks out into a fight with the street gang, and then Walt comes in pointing his rifle at the gang members. And so this is what he said verbatim. He says, yeah, I blow a hole in your face, and I go to, go to my house. I sleep like a baby. You can count on that. We used to stack fucks like you five feet high in Korea. Use you as sandbags. It's <laughs> like, crazy. I oh do, but, but I, I mean, it's very that. true because that's what they did in Korea. Yeah, but it's so funny. He's every, so yeah. serious. Yeah. Every time I hear him talk, like say it, like because like when I I pay attention to the way he says it, he's like, like yeah. he's gritting his teeth too, and it makes it fucking oh yeah hilarious. Bless you. Bless John. you. Thank you. John just sneezed, everybody. Everybody say bless you to John in the comment section below. Thank you. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you did. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Um, I guess since we all said our favorite quote, I'll say mine, and then we'll jump into favorite scenes. Sure. So my favorite clo- quote comes with um, when Clint Eastwood pulls up to um, Sue with the wannabe thugs and wannabe gangbangers. his son. Yes. And Clint Eastwood gets out of the car and he goes, you ever come across somebody you should have never fucked with? Well, that's me. I think that's... That's That's great. great. It's a great 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 fucking line. That fits his character so well. Oh, yeah. I love it. All right. Well, uh, we'll let you do your favorite scene, Chris, and then John, and then I'll go last. So, of course... As Vincent mentioned, it's the scene where Walt is trying to save Anne or Anne. Whoops, I said her backtrack. Okay. <laughs> um, where she's where he's trying to save Sue, and of course the gangbangers are like harassing her, and then he just sits there, just looking at all of them like you guys are a bunch of you know pussies. And so he's sitting there like fucking with them with like the whole finger gun thing, and then he says, "Get the truck." They don't let go. He's like, "Okay," pulls out his actual gun. Now get in the truck. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and then he's and then like <laughs> Scott Eastwood's like Trey is like way to go old man and he just looks at him and goes shut up pussy <laughs> I, was, I was like Jesus Christ That's he, like it's God. such a it like he may like the movie may not have enough action but like what it does do in effect it shows like that gritty like hardcore Billy badass side of Clint Eastwood's character that I appreciate yeah, yeah. I love that so much it was great it's so awesome um, John, your favorite scene? Um, for me, my favorite scene, I kind of touched on it a little bit before when we were mentioning it, but uh, Martin's barbershop scene when they're trying to make uh, Tao into a man. The lines are just fucking hilarious. Yeah. And uh, they kind of just bully Tao. And uh, I think it's just really funny. What's up, you old Italian prick? Yeah, and then he gets so offended. Whoa, you can't just walk in here and talk <laughs> to me like that? Shotgun. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you, say to me! Oh, my God. It's so funny. So yeah, that's my favorite scene. I just think that character, Martin, he's he was an underrated character. He was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, he was good. He was very funny. I he liked was him very a lot. good. So that's my favorite scene. Um, my favorite scene, um, it's kind of just like a whole sequence. It's okay. that that ending sequence where you know, you see, um, you know, Walt cutting his grass. Then he goes to confession, and then he gets a haircut, and then you know, he gets his suit fitted, and then. He goes to their house. Yeah. You know, it, that that whole sequence was just very, very good and very well done. And I no, really, I, I really agree. enjoyed that a lot. I thought it was really good. Um, But that seems like it yeah. wraps it up for this episode. It does. Uh, now. now it's just time to give our final scores on mm-hmm. this. And then we'll see you guys on another movie Monday. Yeah. Uh, so you already know how we do these. We break these down and rank them on three different scales. Acting plot and overall out of 10 so chris we'll let you take it away with uh our first scores so i think for the acting uh while clint eastwood does a phenomenal job portraying this you know retired ford like you know plant worker as well as the vietnam vet not vietnam vet korean war veteran Mm -hmm. it's hit like him alone like he takes the show but there are other all like side characters that also take it away as well 
Um, my only again, the only gripe with it is that with Tao's actor or Tao in general, he just it, he doesn't convey as much emotion for certain scenes, and it kind of just doesn't make it seem authentic. But right. um, but overall, I think for that alone, I'm gonna just stick with like like a eight like eight nine around there i'm not gonna give it a full score but just kind of like around that area because while it is good yeah yeah i just wish they could have done a little bit better with some of the Hmong actors and actresses and give up more of like humanity instead of just kind of being like ah well like right let them be let them let them show more emotion let them do more stuff i feel like there's some of them Mm -hmm. just didn't have personality yeah in a way so like i think sue was the only one that really kind of had her own personality and like was like funny and like witty like talking back to Walt yeah well she was one of the only ones who actually talked yeah so um I think for the movie alone that alone I guess because I love Clint Eastwood films so I'm probably gonna get like some people saying no yes I'm gonna give this like a 9 out of 10 while it does have a slow burn I think what makes up for it is I believe the setting it's in because it's Detroit um the the setting design for like not set design but like set locations more yeah. or less too but as well as just like the atmosphere that you get from this movie it's like yeah their movie is just this crazy old you know white guy from who served in korea just being hard ass but it's more deeper than that and i think the movie just it does phenomenal with not only his with like the like the setting and just everything else, it's just it's it's something more that I appreciate from it that still kind of bugs me a little bit. So, I think alone, I'll give that like a nine out of ten because like yeah. the story was great, the setting was great, and overall the um the the tone of it shifts from being like fucking hilarious to just being like, oh, this is serious. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Now, did and you rate the plot? Or is that what you? I think the plot. Again, the plot like has that slow burn. Yeah, because I guess I guess they want you to feel more attached to Walt than anything else. Uh, yeah, I think so. And it it kind of does hit home for people who just kind of mm-hmm. like they never had a father, but they had somebody who kind of relates to that father figure. Yeah, yeah. So the plot alone was great. I think the only shitty thing, I guess, it's on Vincent's part too. It's with the uh, father Jonovich. yeah like the plot with him where it's like he just comes in and tries to talk with Walt. it's like eh. this wasn't super necessary yeah like they're like he could have at least just like waited at his fucking chapel and just you know i don't know i mean i guess because I'm, I'm nitpicky with like just him walking inside of the house unannounced yeah it was <laughs> like, just kind of weird just like yeah. he showed up almost every single day it's like man yeah. like, go home yeah and he gives he gives this man shit, and I'm just like, shut up. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> I know. But um, but overall, I did like the plot. The plot, like again, slow burn, but I do love the fact that the movie kind of catered to not only building the relationship, but kind of switching around the environment that Walt lives in. Yeah, yeah. So that alone is like a like a seven out of ten. Yeah. Okay. It was very good. All right. So, yeah, John. For me, with my acting, um, I'm going to give it a 7. I liked Clint Eastwood a lot, but everybody else was kind of just there. You know what I mean? No one else yeah. really impressed me. Maybe Sue. She was, I liked yeah, her she was, she was very good. Those were really the only two characters I liked. Yeah. I, mean, I liked Martin as well, but he, he wasn't was in a the big film role. for like th- four Five scenes. Minutes, if that. Um, but no, I give it a 7. Clint Eastwood and Sue were the main characters that I really enjoyed. Everybody else was kind of just mid. Yeah. And um, plot, I'm going to give it a eight. I would go higher because I really did enjoy it. But it's just like we've been saying, it's kind of slow paced. And yeah. some scenes and some things in the plot we didn't necessarily need as much. <coughs> but uh, I'll go eight there. Mm-hmm. And then overall, I'm going to go with an eight as well. You took the score right out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> really did. I was I was literally on the same track as you this yeah. whole time. It's just it's great. Yeah, I, I mean I really it is a very it. good movie. I'm gonna be completely honest. I got choked up at the end. Oh yeah, when, no. when yeah. he when when the he read the will, and you know, don't paint any fucking flames on it. And yeah. I'm like I'm like oh this is so sweet. I'm I like, know. it really it is. was it was really it it was emotional. 
Oh, I I would agree. 100%. It was great though. Yeah, no, this one was really really great, and I'm I'm really glad that we got to do it. Yeah, seriously. Um, well, thank you, Chris, for coming on the show. Um, like we tell all of our guests, we will definitely get a shirt out to you. Yeah. Um, as soon as we can customize, you can, you know, you have my info. You can always message me on what you want it to say, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And speaking of merch. Yeah. Uh, we have discount code for this episode. Um, use code Torino for 15% off at OneShotMoviePodcast.com. Yes, that is T-O-R-I-N-O. For 15% off your order. Cop that new merch. T-shirts, sweatshirts, mug, cup. Phone cases. Phone cases, which are fire. Yeah. Both got them on right now. So, pretty cool. Uh, yeah, use... I have to get rid of my ID picture. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't want to show my ID. <laughs> Exposed. Yeah. Yeah, but that's really it. Uh, definitely check out the merch, OneShotMoviePodcast.com. There's some really great stuff up there. Uh, I don't know. There's not much don't else forget to, say. to Don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah. Um, once again, a lot of our viewers <coughs> are not subscribed. Um, yeah, only 30% yeah. are. So definitely hit subscribe if you want to see us again. And don't forget to hit that notification bell for uh, to, to be reminded tuned, yeah. when we upload a new and video. And Chris, is there anything you want to plug? No, I just had one hell of a time, honestly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> awesome, well, man. thank you, thank you for being here. Yeah, we really you appreciate so you coming on the show. Yeah. yeah, it's great to to actually, you know, see that people like it and like want to yeah. come on the show. So and it's, it's not like, not just people that we know. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's <laughs> not, I would say random people, but you're not a random person anymore. You're, yeah, you're, I mean, uh, even though like now. like even though he like we met over Discord and like he found the show over yeah. Discord, I just I think it's so cool how he just wanted yeah. to. You know, we talked, we talked for so long and, you know, we're, we're cool now where he's like, you know, can I be on the show? And we're like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? I think it's so awesome. So, so yeah, thank you so much for being on. We had a great time. Uh, Yeah, no problem. Yeah. That pretty much wraps it up. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and, uh, we'll see you on the next movie Monday. Yep. That's a wrap. Beautiful.